You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very happy Tuesday's version of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and with me for probably the first or maybe second time out of our first 10 episodes, you have all three of the boys. That's right. I'm joined by Drake and Dave. Gentlemen, how are we today? Gang's all here. Feels good. Uh, feels great to have the gang back together. Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Took us this long ago, all three of us in the same room. <laughs> As you say, yeah, I thought we'd be here quite, quite frequently, but uh, apparently, you know, it's hard to get three people together every night of the week. Uh, if you guys are just joining us for the first time, we love talking about Florida State football, but unfortunately, all three of us are hindered by day jobs. So you got two lawyers and a lobbyist that occasionally have to go do real adult stuff and not just get to do our hobby. But you have all three of us today. We love talking about Florida State, and that's what we're going to do. I'm going to kick it off by just – you also have a guy who can't use words as your host. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our lady soccer team. Uh, as y'all probably know, they are a pretty dominant force to be reckoned with in the college uh, soccer arena, and they were just named the number one overall seed of the NCAA tournament. So, girls, shout out to you. We're really proud of you, and we will have some coverage on that uh, once the tournament takes place, but we'd love to see them bring another national championship back to Tallahassee. Speaking of soccer, though, if you follow European soccer, you may have seen that uh, – some folks over there have kicked around the idea of creating a super league. So basically what they want to do is instead of the normal, you know, multi-tiered league with the promotion and the relegation and all that stuff, they want to make a super league where the richest teams get together and they play each other. And it just literally is what it sounds. Y'all are smart folks. I don't need to sit here and explain to you what a super league is. And I doubt most of you even care about European soccer. So you're probably asking, Max, why is this relevant? Let me tell you why. Because a journalist by the name of Andy Staples, and he decided he would propose who the college football Super League would be. And on this list, we've got Alabama, Auburn, sure, Clemson, get it, Florida, yeah, Georgia, yeah, LSU, Michigan, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, Texas, and USC. Now, you may have noticed I stopped reading names, and uh, I haven't said Florida State yet. So, guys, when you hear those 12 names, how does that make you feel about Florida State not being on the list? Oh, I'm heated, Max. I'm heated. And the one that gets me more than anything, and I don't love Pac-12 football, but it's not even the Pac-12s. It's Nebraska. When the hell is the last time Nebraska was good at football? And, and, and competing for anything that mattered. Like, it's not even that Florida State is historically good and Nebraska is historically good. No, we've been good recently, too. We just won a national championship. What was it? Seven years ago? Nebraska hasn't won anything of consequence in seven years. That's an embarrassment to the list. Not even this century, but then someone actually did call him out on there uh, about Nebraska being over in Florida State. And he responded with that four teams in the league within five-hour drive. And like most of these other schools when Florida State isn't great, most people aren't thinking about them. That's wrong. You literally respond to that. I see ESPN every single day talking about how we're bad. We've been bad for a little bit. And But he did say that if you replace for Florida or Auburn with Florida State, he might consider that. 
Me personally, I don't know why Auburn's on there. Auburn to me, and they, I mean, they've made an, oh, two nines in the past decade. I understand that. Yeah. Michigan to me is perennial underachiever, but Nebraska hasn't been good since what the eighties, maybe or, or they won. Sorry, no, they they won in the nineties with, with the Scott Frost. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, Oregon to me, no. So. I think this list is something that, you know, I know it's the offseason. I know it's dry, but Andy, come on. It's just a puzzling list. I mean, right. that is the only way I know how to describe it. It's like, I don't know if he threw darts at a wall just of like merchandise sales or what. But when I look at this list, like there's no rhyme or reason to it, right? It's not a lot of recency bias, but it's also like, I don't, I don't really understand how he got these names. Cause if you, to me, if you pick a Nebraska, that means you're saying, okay, a team that was dominant in the eighties and nineties. Well, Florida state was unequivocally statistically the most dominant team of the nineties. In fact, Dave, we had this argument one time. I don't know if you remember in the group chat where you called Nebraska dominant and I literally would not let you off the hook because I remember I, I statistically just went through of how much more dominant Florida state was for such a longer period of time than Nebraska from 85 to 2005. Um, notable, I mean, how you put Nebraska on there or Texas on there or Penn State on there and you don't put Florida State or folks don't swerve into oncoming traffic when I say this, but the University of Miami to me was far more dominant than Texas has ever been. Texas hasn't won a national championship since 2005 and that was their last one since california started voting blue <laughs> like california was a republican state the only other time they mattered at all i mean texas is like well it, then also with miami they haven't won since 01 either so technically speaking texas has the more recent you know championship we go by all that logic when's the last time oregon yeah, well what logic i used two logical pieces right if you have to go all the way back to the 70s in texas have one good year miami was dominant all through the 80s and 90s miami was an absolute force to, the, and there's the, a reason the, 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 the thing is though they were only championship goes through florida the thing yeah. is though they were dominant for that what 15 year stretch but if you look at the, the totality of the circumstances they are basically mediocre for the rest of the career that they have, the years that they've actually been playing football. But so is Texas. That's my point. If you're making it about mm, history, I don't, Miami, I don't know about mediocre, but all right, well, we could take a pause to Drake kinetic. I'm dead serious. Look up the record. I don't, I don't know. But when I think of the last 21 years, I think Miami probably has a better record than Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, they've probably been in the top 10 more than Texas. They have the eat again, since 2000, they have the same number of national championships. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'll, just, ju I'll, I'll just say this. Oregon's never won a national championship. Yeah. That, oh, gosh, you're right. Why are we arguing about Texas? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's you're right. If Miami should replace a team, it's Oregon. I have no idea why Oregon's even on there. Thank you, David. I We are going to – let's pause and let Drake look this up, though, because I'm genuinely curious. And while Drake's looking that up, because I am genuinely curious about the Texas versus Miami debate, I just want to tell you all about what we have going on next week. Uh, the Locked On Podcast Network is going to have wall-to-wall -wall coverage of the NFL draft from all angles. So catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey and follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest NFL draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. We'll be bringing you all that and more all next week. What do we got? Drake, by the way, is uh, our most recent law school grad so research is like his specialty uh seriously y'all should see the show notes he writes us they're they're out of this world <laughs> thanks all right so conference championships miami has nine 
Zero since 2001, because obviously it's that, oh, what, 2005 since they made the uh, ACC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 05, 06. Text- are we, what, what timing are we? I was, I was talking about since 2000. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. So yeah. I'm, I knew overall that I can do the two, since like 2000, so we will do that. Overall, Conference Championship Texas has 30, right? Right, but how many of those were the Southern Conference when there were 16, or the Big 8 when like yeah. Texas was, you know what I mean? Anyway, it go seems ahead. seems like 15 were since 1985. Okay, that's fair. Um, let's see. Bowl record, obviously, 57 bowls for Texas. Their record is 31-24, so a point fifty three percent win percentage. Miami is 19-22 in bowls, so they have a pro percentage of point four six one. so they actually have a below 500 record. I mean, this since, is making me happy either way because either I was going to be right yeah. or I get to hear about how much Miami actually Since 2000, let me tell you like how each has finished up in the poll uh, at the end of the season. So basically, Texas has finished in the top 10. And since 2001, they have finished in the top 10 13 times. This is, this is um, uh, Texas. Texas finished in the top 10, 13 times? A, yeah, eight people. Oh, no, sorry. Okay. Eight, 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 eight times. Okay. Eight times, eight that eight makes times. a little more sense. I mean, it's still okay. a lot more than I thought. But... All right. Miami since 2001 has finished in it three times. All right. Well, fine. We'll leave Texas up over Miami. Good work. And if you guys have some uh, work that you need that isn't of the research nature, but it's of the getting your hands dirty nature and fixing your car, make sure you head on over to rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. Look, I can tell you personally, fixing a car is a lot of fun. And surprisingly, there's a lot of stuff that you can do that you may not even know you can do. Look, if you have something simple and it's like, a busted headlight, your tail lights out, the little light over the uh, the license plate, you know, maybe maybe something's a little loose here or there. Don't go to a mechanic and get overcharged, uh, you know, and basically pay triple for the labor, what you pay for the parts. Before you do that, go see if it's something you can fix yourself. YouTube has a lot of cool tutorials, but most importantly, go to rockauto.com. They have a really easy to navigate site. They've got parts for pretty much every make and model you could possibly need. And it's easy to find it, right? Like you're not going to have to know a ton about cars to find your part. You just tell them what make you have, what model it is, what year it is. And then they have easy to navigate categories. Is it front end of the car, the side, a light, something like that. So it's a great website. Um, I actually personally used it to replace a taillight last week and, and I think I actually walked three all with it one time. Super shocked by how easy it was. And it's just great. So head on over to rockauto.com. And when they ask, how'd you hear about us? Tell them Locked On sent you. But yeah, so I, yeah, anyway, so I'm, I'm glad that we got to trash Miami. I uh, hope I don't get bashed as a Miami sympathizer. I just, when I think of the brand, you know, and I think of like Texas, Penn State, even Michigan, I'm, you know, Miami's kind of in that with me, right? Like they're a big brand, but they haven't mattered in two decades. More importantly, it's like we have a national championship in the last eight years. Um, you know, Notre Dame has gotten close, but they have what one more playoff appearance than we do. Yeah. Um, they've been better recently. So, yeah, of course, you got to put them in. But you're right, Dave. Oregon is just that yeah. one makes that one makes no sense. And they're sub 500 in bowls too. So it's not like there's some big bowl dominator. Like they're, they're not good at football. So. Right. They've been, they, in the past decade, they've had th- like since 2010, they've basically had like three good years. Right. There's maybe, maybe a few more depending on what you call good, but it's like. Pac-12 good. And that's the thing. That one makes no sense. I'm, I'm actually looking it up a little bit to see it, you know, cause I know my own bias wants to say it doesn't matter but they're probably better than I'm giving them credit for. Eh, 
Okay, hang on. Let me see something. But yeah, so so yeah, so they're not any good. But also, like, can we talk about the blatant SEC bias? I mean, LSU. Yes, Nick Saban gave him a national championship. Les uh, Miles did too. Les Miles chewed his way through grass to give him one. I don't know. I just I feel like it's kind of like you got to pick, right? So I'm looking at their overall. They're you know 55 percent in bowl games. We're 61 percent. Um, our all-time winning that is a little higher than theirs, but not significantly. And this isn't me arguing it's LSU. It's just like, dude, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, LSU. Like, you the, remove Auburn in my personal. Yeah, Auburn's a fine one there too. You just you don't get to make a 16-team super league and toss five SEC teams in there and be like, all right, well, this is our, you know. And again, Clemson and us. What what? It, let me ask this. If he was talking about just for next year, I would get it. But it, but the whole premise of the Super League is you're making a whole separate league forever. Aren't we like double Clemson when it comes to the head-to-head record against them, even though they've beaten us five in a row? Like, I'm pretty sure they're still like nine and 18 against us. Well, and like until recently, I know they've been damn good. But before that, Clemsoning was a thing. They hadn't been good in a long time. And like, if, if you put the whole body of work together... I know it's recency bias definitely comes into play here, but I still think Florida State nudges them out. Yeah. Um, sorry, Clemson. They're 20, they're 20 and 13. Yeah. Clemson. Well, 13 and 20. We're 20 and 13. So that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. We we are beating them by a significant margin, especially given that they've won like five or six in a row. Sorry, folks. Sometimes, you know, we got to, we got to tap into our roots and just vent about what makes us angry on a slow Twitter day. Um, yeah. This was one of those things that set the group down on fire. Cause it's, it's just like, I mean, do you guys think this is ever going to stop? Like, People act like we're crazy from the outside, but any good Florida State fan knows the media bias against us is just so absurd. And it's like, it's not disguised. They make no effort to hide it. I just don't get it. Like, do you sit at ESPN headquarters and like, do you think they're open about it with each other behind closed doors? Do you think it's an unconscious bias because they just all hate us? So there's no point in saying it. Like, I don't know. It just makes me wonder. Like, it makes me ask the question, what do we have to do? Like what more than what we've done, considering we started our program much longer, much long after most of the major programs, do we, and, and still have accomplished as much or more than in some of the schools on that list. What more does Florida state have to do to be on the forefront of positive college football vibes? Well, I think that's going to change because one number, Andy Stable doesn't work for, uh, he works for the athletic, correct? If I remember correctly, it's not ESPN. Yeah, yeah, worked, I, yeah, I, I, I think the thing is that we need to be likable. And we're seeing that right now with Andrea uh, Adelson, who literally has been – was one of the first people to talk to Mackenzie Milton. She's been writing about us very positively with, with turnover Mike Norvell. So I think just the main thing we got to do now is just, you know, be more likable to the media presence. I think that's I, basically it. I mean, you're right, but I'm not buying that because it, it started long before any of the 2000 stuff. It started long before that. The FSU yeah, we, we, can't, we can't win. I mean, you're yeah. right. Because we, you know, Bobby Bowden adopted, we'll play anyone, anytime, anywhere. They right. shellacked Michigan, and then it was like, oh, shoot. You know, Michigan was a moneymaker, right? Like, we went out there, and we we started attacking the major brands, and then people stopped scheduling us. You know, the big knock was getting a conference, blah, blah, blah. There was the other big knock in 1993 that, you know, um, well, screw it. I'm not going to name names, but, yeah, we got a ton of, ton of heat because we had a black quarterback. And that wasn't a very popular decision in the South to play Charlie Ward. Uh, there was a lot of people that made up various reasons to hate us because 
because of, we had a black quarterback who was out there winning a Heisman trophy. Uh, then, you know, we go on and we just dominate the nineties and, you know, Peter Warwick makes one mistake and all of a sudden we're free shoe university, despite the fact that, you know, Miami's got a rap sheet longer than the entire cast of prison break. And then it just, we can't win. I mean, we win national championships. They hate us. We decide to do our penance. We do a, a physical mea culpa of getting our faces kicked in for a decade in the, in the aughts. They hate us. We finally come back and it's like, Oh, they're going to beat. you know, they're going to unseat the sec the minute it wasn't Alabama in the national championship, they're like, oh, okay, well, we kind of wanted someone to compete with Alabama, but now that's just the generic SEC. We hate Florida State again. And I, I don't know what we can do. We, we've got – we've been horrible for four years, and it's like we just wins – it, wins it enough. When will you guys treat Florida State like the blue blood we are and stop like, – this list, it's, it's absurd to me. You're putting – freaking nebraska on a list of a super league nebraska can't win five games in the cupcake conference they play in right now and they still can't win any games they're not any good at football no one wants to live in the state of nebraska for college and no one's ever going to want to and they're never going to be any good at football and you're putting them on a list with jim fraudbaugh over us i mean last time ah. we played them head to head we beat them it's just it I, I shouldn't get this worked up about one dude, but I am annoyed by it because it shows the utter, complete lack of respect for everything that we've been doing for 30 years. And anyway, rant over. Sorry, guys, but give me a break. And if you guys want a break, go win yourself some money. And if you want to know how to win yourself some money, head on over to betonline.ag. They've got props and odds on everything you could possibly imagine. Uh, in fact, I used betonline.ag for uh, my needs on the Jake Paul fight this weekend when uh, he knocked out Ben Askren, which as much as I wanted to hate Jake Paul, I, I found it a little satisfying. So made me a made me a couple bucks richer. And I used promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you head over to betonline.ag, you should do the same. That's promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And they will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So enough about why certain journalists who we do respect as journalists may post absolutely ridiculous lists and everyone hating Florida State. Folks, we appreciate you letting us get that out of our system on this beautiful Tuesday. Let's talk about something else important. Let's talk about the diamond. The boys went out last week and had a... Uh, well, I, how would y'all characterize it? How, how would you, how would you two and two last week, but you know, one was a close loss to UF and I wrote it down because I had to feel good about this. You know, we're still the, the overall score in our two meetings with UF is still 12 to five Florida state. Um, and then we went two and one against BC. Same thing though. I mean, we absolutely blasted them in the first game, beat them what five, two, five, three in the second and then lost a tight one, three, five in the third. So overall, I mean, it seems like we played great, but what do y'all think? I think it kind of encapsulates my not really knowing what to make of this team this year. Like they've been great against good teams. They've been strangely middling against middling teams. And I don't, I don't know what to make my expectations for this team. Like they could go make a college world series or they could flame out in the regionals. I really don't know. And just like this week, I don't know what to make of it. It was a tough loss to UF. We won a series, another ACC series against BC. So, I mean, it's probably not a net negative, but it just, like I said, it just sums up what this team is to me, which is, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm in a camp where baseball is a long season. Like that's why you play, you know, three game, you know, typically three game series. With the UF loss, I don't really take that much to heart. I know it's UF. I know it sucks to lose to them, but the kid that hit the walk off home run—that's how we lost. Literally had not hit a home run all year. Sometimes that happens. One of my favorite players of all time literally has an OP slugging percentage like below 500. He hit a walk off in the World Series. So that stuff like that's going to happen. It's baseball. And then the Boston College team, like we beat them. Two out of three, we smoked them the first game. Of Max, like you said, we beat them in a close, tested one in the second one. We lost a close one in the last game. So to me, that kind of shows like, okay, we're starting to actually play, you know, past. We're starting to play up to the level that we should against these middling teams, like Dave said. And to me right now, the bats are coming alive. Matthew Nelson has been hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. He's playing himself right now. You see him on draft boards. He's typically going to be a compensatory pick or a second or third round pick, which is huge. You got Cabell, who literally since his haircut has been hitting like 350. He's been hitting like 350. 16 homers and right now our offense looks really good so hopefully they're able to keep that consistently because our pitching is top in the nation we got four players in the top 100 for d1 pitchers so hopefully we can you know translate that translate that into a deep cold world series run but i mean right now i'm still kind of waiting to see but right now i'm a little more positive than dave yeah i think i feel pretty good about this team too when you see something like that like you said, look, baseball is a long season. And as a Washington Nationals fan, you know, our one world series, we were pretty much writing the team off from even making it at the all-star break. Then they barely slip in in the wild card. And, you know, you never know what happens if a team gets hot at the right time. You know, it's encouraging when you see against a ranked team like Florida, I think they're probably what 15th right now or so, um, you know, look, it's a close two to three loss in a walk-off in the 10th inning, I'm going to put a lot more stake in going out there and just bludgeoning Boston college 10 to two than I am in that, especially against the team we've proven we can beat already. Cause I, you know, again, if we played a three game series against Florida, as of now, it's looking like we'd win game three. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm looking at the rest of our schedule and we've got a pretty, pretty important showdown in my opinion against Notre Dame. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're a top 10 team right now. Maybe they're 11th or 12th right on the outside. Um, but they're kind of our last highly ranked team. We got to go up to South Bend and play them in about two or three weeks here. So I think that game going into the postseason is going to really tell us what kind of team this is. And um, I don't know. I think it's good to have that sort of litmus test there, but I think we're all on the same page. Drake and I lean a bit more optimistic. I think Dave's leaning a bit more pessimistic, but I don't think any of us feel like we know what to make out of this team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair. that's fair to say. Notre Dame is 17, by the way. They're 17? Okay, I thought they were a little higher it's than that. It's still a big test. It's still, I mean, they're still a really, really good team. I mean, just like it's like you said, like hopefully we just, you know, we have this momentum, get hot at the right time. Like, you know, right. I'm right there with you. You know, wild card teams can make a lot of noise. My favorite team has won both the World Series as being a wild card entrance. So, hey, it could happen. Angels in the outfield, baby. Love it. Just to just to defend myself while while Drake's right, I was looking at uh, D1Baseball.com does have Notre Dame as number 10. Um, I know that's not the primary used one, but that's the one. I knew I'd seen them way up there somewhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, they're a good team. So I'm looking forward to it. And folks, we just appreciate y'all listening to us today. I know it was a bit of a different episode, but uh, you guys got to hear a good old-fashioned Max, Dave, and Drake rant. So uh, it's always classic to write one of those. Y'all have a great Tuesday, and we will be back right in your inbox as long as you like, share, and follow. It'll immediately tell you when we publish new episodes. First thing tomorrow morning. And again, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Max. And with me, as always, had the boys, Dave and Drake. Take care, everybody. Go Noles.